king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe, catching a road wave. A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cave. All the buff dudes, safe on the beach food. They're gonna need a bigger boat and bears real soon. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve Coates. This week, I checked out From the Depths from 2020, directed by Jose Montesinos. Not to be confused with Up From the Depths from, what is it, 1978 or something? Also a fantastic shark-like movie, but alas, that is not what we are watching this week. This week, we are watching From the Depths from 2020. So this is the movie I thought that I was going to be watching last week instead of Zombie Shark, but now we have finally reached the week where I'm watching the movie I thought I was watching, and this is what we get. It is somewhat similar to Nightmare Shark, but not as much as I initially thought. This is way, way more out there. Um, Ah, fuck. I I can't even explain how fucking out there is. The The best way is to just go through the plot, whip through it, and then we'll talk about it. It's, I don't know, man. It's insane. Let's get into these poster expectations. So this is another simple one, and there's a couple of different posters. One clearly shows us a shark under a woman in the water. Think uh, fancier Jaws poster, if you will. And then the other one, um, it's very much like the Black Demon poster, but darker, I guess. That's the best way I can explain it. So either way, I'm hoping this one also fits the spooky Sharktober theme. But my main concern is that it seems to be very similar to Nightmare Shark. Um, But after watching it, I realize that's not really quite the case. But without further ado, let's dive in. So the movie starts off with some eerie choral music over waves and very beautiful scenery, actually. And the music is actually creepy as fuck. Then we cut to some awful CGI water and a CGI moon. And now we're with a woman in the water as a shark fin circles her. This is real water now. It doesn't look like... I I don't know if the water was CGI. Maybe it was just the lighting, but it looked very weird. Anyways, we're we're in normal water. It's fully just practical water. So this shark fin circles her. She's pulled under. And then she wakes up in her room next to her adorably elderly dog, whose name is Brody. Just reference... She's on her laptop looking at photos in a folder called Dive Trip, and she starts crying, and then she starts hearing screaming in her head from, like, a tragic accident that happened in her past, and she slams the computer shut. She's in her therapist's office now, talking and asking about her nightmares. Uh, Her name is Liz, and she's our main character, and she says she has feelings of dread, as if something terrible is going to happen soon. We learn it's been a year since the attack, and we can assume she means shark attack, and spoiler alert, she does. Otherwise, like, what the hell am I watching? Later on, she gets a call from Roberta asking her how her session went, and they bullshit back and forth. She offers to take her out, but she wants to stay in, so Roberta says that she's coming over to make her dinner, and they call each other beautiful and luscious goddess, and oh... After she hangs up, she hears a bell ringing in her house, and she goes to find the source. As she's going down the hallway, she turns around and sees a shark following her, but only for a second, and then it disappears. So yeah, it's literally just a fucking shark floating down a hallway following this girl in her house. The thing that annoyed me a bit is how good the shark looked. Like, 
the CG was really good. It was a very impressive model of a fucking shark. Later, Roberta, her friend from the phone, and Liz, our main character, are eating dinner. We learn from this little interaction that they are, in fact, a couple. Roberta offers Liz some weed to help her sleep so they can watch a movie, but Liz doesn't do that devil's lettuce. She doesn't touch those jazz cigarettes. Roberta also says another way to get some sleep is to make sweet, sweet love by the fireplace. I mean, hey, that's worth a shot, and I can supervise. I'm just saying. You know, I just want to help. I'm just, I'm here to help. That's all I'm here for. Liz doesn't want to do it yet. She's not ready. Roberta says they can cuddle and watch a movie. If Roberta was, like, a Robert, she'd be way more pushy and uncomfortable. So, I'm glad you're not a Robert. I'm glad you're a Roberta, because there's many different ways that this could have been made uncomfortable. And we see it a lot in horror movies and shark movies, but... Thankfully, this one we don't. Roberta is actually kind of a fucking saint, so thank you. Liz is in her dream again in the water, and the fin swims around and around. She puts her head under and looks as a shark comes up towards her, and she wakes up. Roberta is next to her and comforts her, and Liz is back at her therapist, and they're talking about how great it is to have Roberta as a support system. They talk about their sex life and how they haven't done it yet. And she speculates that the shark in her dream won't let her. And when I first heard this, I'm like, okay, there's got to be something more to this later. There sort of is, but it's complete nonsense. They go back and forth doing some uh, therapy talk. And I do want to take a second uh, to talk about the importance of therapy to take just a real moment here. Um, as someone who does therapy from time to time, when I can afford it, it is something that's been very helpful to me. Um, it, it's helped me learn that... A lot of the things that I didn't think were traumatic in my life were actually traumatic because uh, the way that I thought of the word trauma was just very wrong. So I just want to take a quick second. We'll get back into it. I'm um, just saying like therapy is not something to be embarrassed about or scared about seeking out. If you need therapy, seek it out. Not a sponsor, but BetterHelp has been pretty helpful to me, at least in the affordability department and the ability to change therapists when you feel like something's not working out. Um, so yeah, if you guys feel like you're in that kind of place, that's something to look into. If you want to know more, you can feel free to send me a message. I'm more than happy to help in this area as much as I can. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just offering advice. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. So they make an appointment for the following week. And out the window, Liz sees the shadow of a shark swimming by. I think this was meant to be scary, but it came off pretty fucking funny. And then it looks like the shark is about to come through the window and Liz is embarrassed and tells her therapist about it. And Liz starts crying, asking if she's going crazy. But her therapist assures her some sleep will help and she tries to prescribe her some pills, but Liz refuses. At home, she meditates in her backyard by the pool and she hears screams in her head again and has a vision of two people sitting on her diving board. She closes her eyes and goes out front of her house where some guy, Hector, is just doing some lawn work and she asks him to do it later or maybe tomorrow or maybe never. Literally word she says, like, maybe you could do this never. Rude. He gives her a weird look and then she laughs saying she just has a bad headache from not sleeping. She then asks if he can use a rake and then freaks out after he says he doesn't have a rake and that he's not even really doing anything and just she's just being super fucking rude at this point. But she apologizes but still asks him to leave and he'll just he says like okay I'll finish fast how about that. Like bitch he's just trying to do his job like and what pisses me off is that she was outside. She could have gone inside she could have put fucking headphones on. But no, she actively went out of her way to go and seek out confrontation with this dude. Insane. She looks at a puddle by his feet and the water starts moving like there's a fucking T-Rex stomping nearby. The shark jumps out of the puddle and bites Hector's arm off and he starts bleeding. Liz looks again and it was all in her head. 
Inside, she tells Roberta she feels like a giant douchebag. Roberta agrees a little bit. She goes to tell Roberta about seeing the shark chomp on Hector's arm, but she decides against it. Liz has her sharky swim dream. The shark bites at her, and then she realizes it's bitten her leg off. The shark comes back, and then she wakes up next to her dog again. I don't know if this dog is more adorable or about the same as the one from the Black Demon. That's a tough one. The Black Demon one, the one from the Black Demon had a lot of fucking attitude. And yeah, it's a chihuahua, but like, I don't know, it pulled it off. That dog really pulled it off. This one's just like kind of an elderly dog and just kind of cute. I don't know. I still like it either way. Just random bullshit. Later on, she hears the ringing again from before and she goes to find it. She cautiously listens to each door down the hall until she gets to the last door. She opens it and the shark is inside and goes to take a bite, but she closes the door. And again, it's just frustrating like how good this shark model actually looks because it's not in the fucking water. It's just always in uh, her fucking house and shit. Sometimes we see sort of this when she's in her dream. But a lot of the stuff we see in her dream is like way more obviously um, CG. And some of it is um, there's like a practical shark fin that they do use. I should mention when they're swimming around her. So there's that. But yeah, it's just frustrating. Like, there's so many movies that could use this, like, model to really improve it. And, ah, ah! She reopens the door, and it's disappeared. She pours herself a glass of wine, smiling that she managed to get rid of the vision. She looks down at her glass and sees an incy-tincy little tiny shark swimming around inside her glass. So, she drops the glass, she looks up, and there's a fucking zombie or dead woman just standing in her kitchen. And she asks Liz if she has some sort of food that she likes in her fridge. And the zombie keeps talking as Liz stands there. The zombie starts petting the dog and casually talking to Liz as Liz is freaking the fuck out. And we learn here that it's her sister, Peyton. So she is the one that she saw that vision on the diving board. The one that died in the shark accident, the shark attack. Peyton asks Liz what's up, and Liz tells her she's dead, and she already knows this. Liz and zombie Peyton sit at the table and talk. Liz asks Peyton zombie what it's like to be dead, and she says, short answer, it sucks, then rips her leg off, shows it to Liz, and says, this is supposed to be attached. This movie has taken a sharp left turn I was not expecting. We're just with zombies all of a sudden now. I didn't, when I saw the trailer or a quick preview for this, I was not expecting like fucking any of this. Liz looks in terror and says she's completely lost her mind. Peyton says Roberta is bad news bears for Liz and she needs to get rid of her. Peyton then apologizes to Liz for having a thing with her boyfriend at the time, Seth. Liz didn't know for sure, but she always suspected something had been going on, so this basically just confirms that her sister and boyfriend had something going on. Peyton then asks if that's why Liz hesitated to pull her up on the boat the day of the accident. And then Peyton disappears, and Liz starts laughing. Liz tells her therapist about what happened, and her therapist seems more about interested in this experience rather than actually helping Liz. Which unfortunately is pretty fucking typical for some people because my fucking family doctor is like this where actually he's just useless altogether. Uh, I'm projecting. Anyways, the therapist asked more about Liz's hesitation and then if maybe she did hesitate or maybe she just thinks that she did and that's kind of what's happening with her head right now. Liz is in her backyard standing by the pool and says, not today when Roberta comes in. Excited for supper, she asks like, what are we having? And Liz is like, well, I only make two things, stir fry and meatloaf. So Roberta asks, well, what are we having then? And Liz replies, well, I thought we'd have some fish and then walks inside. So after just fucking saying you only cook two things and, and then you make fish. 
I don't know what this movie is anymore. Is this a comedy? Are we watching a comedy now? I thought we were watching like at least a psychological thriller before. Now it's just a full on fucking comedy. I swear. Roberta thanks Liz for dinner, and then they talk about Liz's therapy session, and we learn that Liz hasn't actually talked about the details of the accident to Roberta yet. But she says she's ready once they get some wine. Because you know us white girls need our wine. Although Roberta's black and Liz, Liz is probably white. I'm white. I don't know. No, that doesn't really fucking matter. It's nonsense. On the couch, we see Liz has a big scar kind of on her butt and hip area. And the doctor has said that she was lucky she didn't lose her leg. But Seth and Peyton weren't so lucky. Because they did. Liz then starts telling the story about how it was her first scuba trip. And when they were out on the raft, she freaked out and went back to the raft because she couldn't do it. Peyton and Seth were yelling for her to come back into the water and says she recognized the closeness between Seth and Peyton right then and there. She got in the water, felt a pull on her leg, and remembers hearing Seth and Peyton yell shark and get back to the raft. Seth got taken first, pulled under, only red water left behind. Peyton swims to the raft, and Liz can see the shadow of the shark following her, too deep for the fin to stick out. Peyton reaches for Liz on the raft, but the shark takes her, leaving Liz on the raft alone. Liz says she thinks she hesitated to pull Peyton out, and she wanted the shark to get her, but Roberta says that's not true, and even Liz can't fully commit to it. Liz and Roberta start making out, woo! And Liz says she wants to, but Roberta says now isn't the time. But Liz convinces her, and they kiss. Liz is still all snotty and goes to get more presentable as Roberta drinks more wine. In the bathroom, Liz sees zombie Seth. Woo! And he says he's there to stop her from making a huge mistake. And Liz says she's going to walk out there and he's going to disappear. And he says no. She leaves the bathroom, goes to the bed and cries on Roberta. And Liz tells her about the hallucinations. And Roberta says, well, they're gone and I'm here now. And they fall asleep. Aww. I'm telling you, Roberta is a fucking saint. Roberta is like my girlfriend. She puts off with all of my dumb shit, all of my like really weird and dumb mental health problems. So Roberta, Lisa, you guys are fucking saints and I love you both. Liz is in her dream. This time the shark is coming from below very slowly and opens wide. From above, we can see the scale of the shark, which is now like a megalodon sized shark. But anyways, she wakes up, she goes and gets coffee and Roberta is gone for the day and Liz sees Peyton in the kitchen. Peyton then says Seth told her Liz almost got laid, and Peyton asked for food, even though she can't technically eat, and they have, like, a whole conversation about this back and forth. Well, can you actually eat? No, but, like, yeah, but, like, no, but, yeah, like, let's get food. And Liz asks her if it's okay if she pours a cup of coffee, and Peyton's like, yeah, sure, go for it. What am I watching? What am I watching? She sits at the table with her, and Liz tells Peyton she looks like shit. And they talk about how Liz was jealous of Peyton's perfect skin when they were younger. Peyton says Liz needs to get rid of Roberta because she's holding her back. Peyton says if she doesn't, then she's cursed to watch her and Seth rot. I mean, if that's the case, like, oh, yeah, you're going to be cursed to watch us rot. Well, can you just wait long enough and then you'll just disappear to nothing? It's kind of a flaw in your plan there, Peyton. Peyton says she doesn't have to understand. She just needs to believe her. Liz asks if everything will be okay if she breaks up with Roberta. And Peyton said, you don't need to break up with her. You need to get rid of her. As Peyton scratches her ear, her fucking ear falls into Liz's coffee and Liz starts gagging. Peyton takes her ear out and puts it back on saying, look, it's all good. And Liz continues to fucking gag. Liz says she still doesn't understand why. And then Peyton's face looks freaky as fuck. Her eyes go black. Her teeth go sharp. Kind of like a shark. <laughs> and then she disappears. Liz tells her therapist what happened. 
and suggests swimming in the pool as a way to face her fear of the water and to have Roberta there to help her, but Liz says she's still not ready. And then she's very insistent on not getting in the pool. Cut to Roberta trying to coerce Liz into the pool. Liz dips a toe in with Roberta clapping like a fucking child. Like, oh my god, you did it! You're so good! I'm so proud of you! Oh! And Liz is like, hey, stop treating me like a child. It's fine. She looks into the pool and she sees the shark approaching Roberta. And it grabs her leg. Blood fills the pool and Liz falls back. Roberta is standing in the pool just fine. Just another hallucination. Roberta comforts Liz and they head inside. Liz sits on the couch crying until she calls her doctor and asks what else she can do and says she'll try more meditating and if it doesn't work, she'll finally take meds. She tries meditating by the pool and her sister interrupts her, making fun of her meditation like, oh, and Liz sees the shark in the pool and Peyton disappears. Liz sits in the kitchen while Roberta makes dinner and they chat and then Roberta brings dinner over and Liz just sees a single zombie ear on the plate and pushes it away. And Roberta's like, hey, if you don't like it, you don't need to be that fucking rude about it. Liz apologizes to Roberta and says she's just losing her mind. <laughs> I can relate, girl. Roberta comforts her and says she can get through this, but she needs to believe it. And makes Liz say that she can conquer this thing. Again, Roberta is a fucking saint. I love her. I wish there were more people like this in real life. This world needs more Robertas. If we had, like, at least a billion, two billion more Robertas on this planet, we might have a fucking chance. But as it stands right now, we all fucked. What, we got, like, fucking three wars going on right now? Canada's not a great country. Spoiler alert, guys, but everybody has this picture of, like, the Great White North being, like, so much. It's not. Everything's terrible. The world's ending. Back to the dream. Liz sees the fins swimming around her and then disappear. Then comes from below her and she wakes up. She looks around her room, and we see Seth and Peyton there, and Liz asks why. Seth says no one can go anywhere until she does it, assuming he means to kill Roberta. Seth then says she can try and break up with her, but it has to be done tonight. That night, Liz and Roberta are on the couch, and Liz is breaking up with Roberta, saying she doesn't need a savior, and she wants to try and survive this on her own. But Roberta doesn't really want this to happen, and Liz sees Peyton and Seth in the corner, and Liz tells Roberta she doesn't love her and to get out. And Roberta says she'll be there for her no matter what. God damn, this woman's a fucking saint, man. It's like she knows that this isn't like Liz 100%. Like she is just mwah, mwah, amazing. Roberta leaves and Peyton sits on the couch and says, good job. Let's watch something. I hear six-headed shark attack is on sci-fi. Oh, yeah, Six-Headed Shark Attack's a good one. It, you know it'll be covered on the show at some point. But we're going to get through the other multi-headed shark attacks. You know, maybe one's coming in the new year. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Liz asks Peyton to leave her alone for a few minutes, and Peyton leaves her to mope. Peyton disappears, and there's a knock at the door, and it's Roberta saying she left her planner on the kitchen. Liz opens the door, and Roberta and Liz just hug. Peyton and Seth watching this saying, this won't work. Liz and Roberta fall asleep in the bed together and Liz dreams again. This time during the dream, Liz lets herself sink into the mouth of the shark as it comes from below. She wakes up and goes into the hall and calls for Peyton and Seth. Peyton appears behind Liz and in front of them is the shark. Liz asks, what is it doing there? And Peyton says it's waiting for her. Liz looks back at the shark and it disappears into a dark room. 
She looks behind her, and Peyton has disappeared. Liz walks towards the dark room and then heads to the kitchen. In there, Seth and Peyton say once it's done, they can go. And that Liz let Peyton die, and Liz then gives them shit for cheating on her behind her back, and then says that maybe they both deserve to die. I mean... They're shitty people, so I mean, yeah, I, I can understand where she's coming from. I'm not saying they necessarily deserve to die, but, like, I understand what she's saying. She asks Peyton if she felt bad. Peyton doesn't really answer, and then Liz asks if it was worth it, and they both say, no, not really, and they disappear. Liz opens a drawer and then goes back to the bedroom. She stands over Roberta while Seth and Peyton watch her raise a knife. So just as we think that she's about to stab Roberta, she turns to Seth and Peyton and starts stabbing the living fucking shit out of them, but with like little to no result. Roberta wakes up and she just sees Liz stabbing at the air, and so she stops her and tells her it's going to be okay. Later on, Roberta asks if they should go to the ER, but Liz won't, and she can't believe Roberta has stuck around for all this shit. Bitch, no one could believe Roberta stuck around for all this shit. I'm telling you. Saint. Saint Roberta. God damn. Liz agrees to ask her therapist about medication and then ask Roberta for some weed to help her sleep. Or at least make her feel different. They light up a joint and start token. Liz doesn't like it, so Roberta shotguns some smoke into her mouth and they do it again and again and they start giggling. And then we get like a dancing montage as they toke up in the living room. This goes on for way too fucking long. But, you know, they're having a great time. So you know what? Good for them. Good for you guys. Have a great time. After a while, they make it to the bedroom and they start making out on the bed and Liz passes the fuck out. <laughs> Liz wakes up feeling refreshed and Roberta comes into the room and says she's been asleep for 28 hours. Woo! I could fucking use a 28 hour nap right now. I swear to God, I'm tired all the fucking time. I'm a little bit jealous of the 28 hour nap. Roberta asks if she slept well and Liz realizes she doesn't remember having a dream and she feels great. Smoke the weed every day. That's your lesson for today, kids. Smoke weed every day. If you're legal, of course, and you're in Canada and where it's always legal. So, yeah, smoke it every day. But not if you're a kid. I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck what you do. I ain't your daddy. Then they start getting undressed for sexy times as the doggo watches. Later, they're laying in bed with just a sheet covering them, and Liz apologizes for making Roberta wait this long. And they both say how great it was and worth the wait. We missed one hell of a sex scene, apparently. My God. They say they're going to the kitchen to get food, but they just lay there, saying that they can't move. Seriously, what a scene we must have missed. Liz stands at the edge of the pool, and then slowly walks in and starts swimming. Two weeks later, Liz is with her therapist, and says she's been sleeping soundly, and she's only used weed for the first week, and she's even swimming in the pool every single day. Liz is doing better, and her therapist is happy for her, and Liz tells her that Roberta and her are going to the Caribbean to dive with humpback whales. And the therapist is absolutely floored by this and very excited for her. Later on, Liz is in her house on her laptop when she hears a thud. She goes around the house to investigate and immediately starts calling for Seth or Peyton. But it was just the dog, apparently. Her phone goes off and it's time for a meditation break. And then there's a knock at the door. She goes to the door and asks who's there. And the man says he has a pizza for delivery with her name on it. She says she didn't order it and asks what the name is, but he doesn't respond. Liz gets frustrated, opens the door, and it's Peyton. Blood starts pouring from Peyton's mouth. She turns into a shark and bites down on Liz. We cut to a hospital room. Liz is on the table, dead. Roberta and the therapist hover over her in masks and doctor's gowns, 
and they pronounce Liz dead and comments on what a fight she put up. They walk away and we see like bloody sheets right around her leg. Roll credits. What in the actual fuck just happened? It seems to me Liz was in the hospital this whole time and this whole movie was just a fever dream while she was getting her leg fixed. None of it fucking mattered. They even have the audacity to put this is based on actual events at the end of the credits. Who did this happen to? No, no, no. Who, okay, who had this experience, who, like, in a hospital? Oh, yeah, I had a shark bite, and then I went into my dream, and the shark was there, but then I died. I hope you get the movie rights to this. What are you talking about? This is based, based on real events, as in shark attacks happen, and people have nightmares? That's a pretty fucking loose thread to pull, but I guess... Yeah, that was from the depths. uh, I was so ready to hate this movie when I first started it. And then as it went on, I was like, okay, this isn't quite a horror, but it's like a psychological thriller. They're dealing with mental illness, which is something that's very important to me. And then they go and pull this shit. I feel like they didn't know how to end the fucking movie. So they're just like, uh, Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, that came out fucking 25 years ago. Jesus fucking Christ. So, poster expectations. I mean, at times, the moody and creepy atmosphere was there. But then these moments of comedy that felt weird, like they were funny. But at the end of the day, I don't think this movie knew what it was or what it wanted to be. If you're going to do the comedy, fucking lean into it. Because it wasn't just like comedic relief. Like, it was just funny full-on comedic bits in a very serious setting, which sometimes works, but for this, it was just weird. It just felt strange to me. Now, where I will give this movie fucking kudos, uh, Liz, Roberta, amazing actors. I thought they did a great job. I don't know what other people's opinions are about um, their acting ability in this movie, but especially Roberta, she was fucking fantastic. Her character was good, and she's a really good actor. Um, I'd actually be curious to see what other things she's been in because she was actually that good. Liz was also really good. She was very good at portraying the fact that she had a mental illness. And I, I thought that performance was really good. I really enjoyed it. The fucking CGI shark looked amazing, which is not something you hear me say very often on this show, but it looked great. It looked really fucking good. Like, oh, I don't fucking know, man. This was just not what I was expecting it to be. I, I can't say I hated it, but I didn't necessarily love it either. I think the ending really pissed me off. I think I was just not... Because it just made everything else in the movie that happened completely fucking pointless. Like, everything that happened was pointless. So, I don't know. I'm a little bitter about it. I'm a little upset. And just before we go here, I wanted to give a shout-out to Misha Benangeri... Again, I am not sure if I pronounced your name correctly, and I am very sorry, but I do also have to apologize because I misidentified them when I referred to them in the Shark Encounters of the Third Kind episode where I said they were female. They are actually male, and they suggested that movie to me, so I apologize, Misha. And they also wanted me to give a shout-out for another movie called Killer Sofa, which I've actually seen before, and it's actually a lot of fun. It's literally about a sofa that kills. Not much else you need to know about that going in. And it's actually better than you would expect it to be, in my opinion. So, Misha, I apologize, and thank you so much for being a fan of the show, and I hope you enjoyed this little shout-out for Killer Sofa. But, 
That is it for me this week. Tune in next week, guys. Final episode of Spooky Sharktober. And then right after that, we're diving right into retro November. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. And um, maybe for December and January, we'll also have some theme months. More on that to come. But anyways, I'm Steve Coates. That was Bucket of Chum. You guys can follow me on all of the social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Slasher. Don't forget to check out bucketofchumpodcast.com for more. And as always, we have patreon.com forward slash bucket of chum. A lot of great things going on. By the time this episode comes out, um, maybe on Saturday you'll find out, but I'll tell you now. Uh, for November, I'm going to do a review of the Happy Days episode where they go to Hollywood and Fonzie jumps the shark. And we're going to talk about the meaning of that term, jump the shark, and how it's affected television and some examples in TV shows where they have their own jump the shark episodes, quote unquote. So I will see you guys next time for a brand new episode of Bucket of Chum. G'day, g'day, g'day. Don't skip. Let me interrupt the podcast that you're currently listening to with some blatant self-promotion. What do you get when you mix two Aussie mates, a splash of booze, well, more than a splash, and some microphones? You get Cheers Big Ears, hosted by myself, the Chad, and my mate, Matt, and sometimes, but more often than not now, my missus, Bobby. It's a podcast of adult beverages and not-so-adult conversation. It's not serious. Far from it. Well, Except for that one episode, but that was just that one. We're available wherever you get your podcast fix. Cheers, big ears. Introducing Jake Bannerman, the Dark Lord of Horror. His tales aren't just stories. They are battles against real demons, struggles against the unspeakable, and crusades to shine light in the darkest corners. This is not your usual horror. This is not for the faint-hearted. Its darkness would consume you. Only the bravest dare to venture into this realm. Do you have what it takes? Drawn from life's most haunting moments, Jake crafts his blood-chilling horror tales that transcend fiction, plunging readers into the deepest voids of human emotion. But there's more to Jake's work than just harrowing dark tales. With every story that he writes and every book he publishes, he supports a cause that's close to his heart. Horror can heal. Horror can save lives. And Jake Bannerman is the living proof of it. Join him on this journey, where tales of terror bring hope, where nightmares fuel dreams, and where the darkest of tales can bring the brightest light. Be part of a horror revolution. Welcome to Jake Bannerman's Hell. We hope to make you come back for more.